I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, joined by Random Stats Guy for his weekly segment. Rando, mate, huge weekend for your North Queensland Cowboys. You must be stoked. Mate, you cannot wipe the smile off my face. I haven't been this happy since 2015 when we last beat them, and uh, of course everyone knows the story, uh, what happened that year, so um, mate, I'm just so happy. Forget my tip, they had a pretty shocking tipping round, but that doesn't matter at all. The cows got up, and uh, that's all I can uh, be happy for. Mate, I think the vast majority of us sort of thought, oh, I might have a tenner on the Cowboys 1-12 to just in case they're the real deal. I don't think anyone was overly confident they were going to give it to the Cowboys. We thought they might be able to – sorry, we we're going to give it to the Storm. We thought they might be able to match it with them. But, mate, they were dominant from the start to the finish. There wasn't really a period of that game where I thought the Cowboys aren't the better team on the football field at the moment. Yeah, I think um, everyone was really good. I think they're going to miss Tamalolo this weekend as well, but I thought he was exceptional when he was on the field. Um, Reuben Cotter has just been absolutely insane. The composure of Chad Townsend. Um, Tao Lungi, that goosey that he put on um, at the death before that try was pretty insane as well. I think just everyone's just playing their best footy up there in North Queensland at the moment, and it's showing on the ladder right now. And A big weekend to see if they can back it up against the Panthers because if they do get to the finals, it's going to be like this as well to get through to the grand final where they're going to play back-to-back big games. So hopefully Toddy's uh, got him up for this one this weekend. Mate, when you have a look at this game this weekend against the Panthers, and we will talk about it at the end, I mean, even if you lose to them, I wouldn't be disappointed. If you lose, let's say, 1-12, to I mean, are you overly disappointed if that result comes your way? No, not at all. I think um, it's definitely better than the last previous games that we played against them where they've uh, pretty much absolutely pumped us. The last two games as well were by 20 or more points. So Friday night in the foot of the mountains, mate, if we can get away with a 1-12 to loss, that is still a win, I think, in my books. Yeah, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm really looking forward. Isn't it awful with the time it's ended up? 6 p.m. Fr- Friday, the absolute graveyard slot, but I mean... I feel sorry for the NRL. How could they have possibly predicted that this one was going to be a blockbuster? 
mate, this was first versus 16th early this year, and now it's uh, first versus, or equal second, as I like to call it. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be an entertaining um, It's going to be an entertaining one, that's for sure. And 6 p.m., oh, man, it's a shocking time. So probably one of the best 6 p.m. Friday night games you'll ever see. Mate, I think the uh, equal whatever based on points has been my favourite rhetoric of the last two weeks. It's been incredible. Uh, I was lucky enough to be there live for it. What a fucking headache that was. Fuck me. All right, mate, let's move to our team of the week. And, mate, when we recorded on Monday, myself, Timmy, Kempi, uh, we all had such different teams. We all read our teams to each other before we hit record, and we all sort of looked at each other and went, Fuck, I've left out about 13 guys from your team that I want in mine. It was crazy, and I'm expecting this is going to be a huge train wreck. Fullback, I cannot believe he was my fullback of the week, Cody Ramsey. He would have been my 16th choice as far as fullbacks in the NRL coming into the weekend. But Cody Ramsey absolutely brained it for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Who did you have? I had Cody Ramsey as well. One try, two line breaks, um, an assist. Uh, 206 metres and only 16 carries. Absolutely killed it for the Dragons at fullback. There's been a lot of pressure on Tyrell Sloan, and I think a lot of people wanted Sloan in that number one jersey and were shocked that he was replaced by Ramsey. But, boy, did he step up to the plate on the weekend against the Warriors. Mate, I've got two Queenslanders on the wings. I've got Selwyn Cobbo and I've got Tuolungi. Who did you have? I had Selwyn Cobbo, um, of course, those two tries, 224 metres. But I had Ruben Garrick. As my other winger, I thought he was great in the losing side. Two tries, 227 metres. 70 of them post-contact metres, which is pretty insane. Um, much more than a few of the Eels big fellas um, and four tackle breaks. So, Rubes gets in just above uh, Taolungi. Where did you have uh, Nick Kotrick? I thought he had a really strong game as well. Uh, really good uh, question about that. Let me just quickly have a run through. He did rank uh, 77, so very close to being one of the best wingers too. So a bit unlucky for Nick. All right, my two centres. One of them was from your side, the North Queensland Cowboys, Peter Hickel. I think he's been incredible uh, so far this year. And my other one came from the Parramatta Eels. I had Will Penasini scored uh, the try at the back end there. I thought he had a really strong game. Who did you have? I had uh, the other wing, the other centre, sorry, for the Parramatta Eels, Tom Opacek, with a try. The one assist giving him that leverage over Will Penasini. He also had 21 tackles without a miss. Um, but yeah, Penasini, a great shout, 156 metres. He had 17 tackles himself, no miss, but just the one try difference. Um, Opacek of them both scoring a try. My other one was Zach Lomax, two tries, 104 metres, 10 tackles without a miss as well for the Dragons. I thought he was exceptional. Um, but Peter Hiku. His defense on the weekend was great. Just not enough to make the side on this occasion. I think Zach Lomax was one that Kempy picked, and as soon as he read it out, I sort of went, oh, he was a damn good pick. He would have, he probably would have been <laughs> the one to go with. Uh, mate, 5'8", I went Jerome Luai from the Penrith Panthers. I'm just running through my mind. Anyone that could have topped him, but I thought he was sensational for Penrith. Who did you have? Yeah, the stats pick two halves in a losing side this week. Um, I had Matt Burton over uh, Jerome Luai. A try and assist, three breaks, 500 kick metres, and uh, 23 tackles for Burt uh, against the West Tigers. So he just nudged uh, Jerome Luai. But I do recognise that Luai scored um, a double round for 105 metres as well. So um, he was unlucky not to make it. 
Now, mate, before we pick our halfback, as you just said, you picked two halves from losing sides. I feel like we're about to walk into an argument here. <laughs> My halfback was Nico Hines. I've got a feeling, or well, I kind of know who yours is, and I think the stats will back it up. But uh, the eye test, I don't know about it. Who have you got? I've got SJ, Sean Johnson, uh, one try, two assists, 511 kick metres, one fourth dropout, and 24 tackles. Now, I know this was a bit of a controversial pick, um, especially because people were doubting some of the kick metres in that 511. Um, but he was obviously putting on a, a fair few tries compared to uh, Ben Hunt and Nathan Cleary, who are my next two uh, half as well. So that's why he just got the nudge ahead. Rando, I love you, but that's your worst pick of the season. <laughs> Let's call a spade a spade. That's a fucking shocker. That one shits me. I, I did pick I did pick Blake Tapp at fullback last week. Let's not forget that. No, oh, I still think it's worse. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Let's move into the engine room, mate. In the front row, I went for two try-scoring forwards on the weekend. The first man, Joshua Parley, he's 250th, scoring a meaty. And James Fisher-Harris scored a try late for the Penrith Panthers. Who did you have? Engine room, exact same. I love Josh Papali'i. I thought he was great in game 250, as he mentioned. And then James Fisher-Harris on the back of that was also insane. 145 metres, 54 post-contact metres, as well as 31 tackles without a miss. Actually, the only forward not to miss a tackle besides Scott Sorensen on the weekend for the Panthers. Now, mate, moving into the hooker stakes, uh, honestly, I could pick three of them. And if you told me they weren't in the top three, I don't think I'd be surprised. There were so many hookers that absolutely killed it this weekend. For me, I went for you, for your mate up at the North Queensland Cowboys, Reese Robson. Who did you have? I had Blake Braley, who was one point ahead of Reese Robson. Was he one of your three? Um, I hadn't, I didn't have three in my mind, but I thought it'd be Robson, uh, Cook, and then I probably had uh, Braley. I also thought that Jeremy Marshall King had a really good game for Canterbury as well. So, I mean, it could have been any of those guys. I, I, mate, I can't believe it when the, the first week that you take Harry Grant out of contention for this role, and just everyone steps up in the same week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even Damien Cook in a losing side was great for the Rabbitohs, but yeah, I. Just had Blake Braley over the top, 91 uh, run metres and 10 uh, runs throughout the game. So he picked his moments really well. One line break, one assist, um, and also 45 tackles without a miss. Just gave him the, the edge over the other hookers. Have you have you got uh, Jeremy Marshall King there, mate? Oh, I thought he was very impressive. I think I picked him on my bench in the end. I think I was tossing up between him and Damian Cook. Did uh, JMK score well on your standards? Yeah, absolutely. So I had Blake Braley um, ranked. 94 rating, Jeremy Marshall King 93 and a half, and Damian Cook 93. That's how close those three hookers were together. Um, so very unlucky to miss out, Jeremy Marshall King. Jeez, that's a good knock. All right, let's move to second rowers. I went for another one of your Cowboys. I went Nanai, uh, two try performance, and I went Hudson Young for the Cambriders. I thought he was unreal. Who did you have? Um, Hudson Young were one of the unlucky omissions from my side, but I do uh, reckon he did have a good game, 100 metres, a try and two line breaks. But I had Ryan Madison and I had Jordan Rickey from the Brisbane Broncos. Maddo, I think, is just in sublime touch. Uh, big opportunity for him to make his New South Wales debut. He had 24 runs, six offloads, 32 tackles without a miss. And then Jordan Rickey, a try. Uh, sorry, no, uh, yeah, did he, sc- he did score a try. 14 runs, 60 post-contact metres, and 35 tackles for the Broncos against the Knights. 
Made the lock forward. Isaiah Yo, he was my pick leading the Dally M's at the moment. An incredible knock. Did he get the uh, the 13 jersey in your side? Uh, I had the Tigers lock. Joe Offerhand Gowie, I thought he had a great uh, knock. 19 runs, 74 post-contact metres, try assist and 29 tackles. You're fucking killing me. You're absolutely <laughs> fucking killing me. I'm, I'm four from 13. What's oh, man, on oh, earth? Man. <laughs> this is a nightmare. Okay. On my bench, I went for, I'm going to go with Jeremy Marshall King, JMK, I had Wallace, I had Cam McInnes, and then I also had the debutante, uh, Miller, in Jersey 17. How does your bench look? Mine, I had Nathan Cleary at the 14 role. I had Nanai, Garner, and Sean Lane as my uh, my finish off the bench. Far um, out. But, I mean, Hudson Young, Lockie Miller was really unlucky. He was the second-best fullback uh just lacked those um, extra uh, that assist and two line breaks that Cody Ramsey had on top of him. Um, but boy, did he run for 294 metres in your first game. We'll get to that a bit later on on stats. So, sorry, did you say that Jeremy Marshall King made your bench or not? No, he didn't. No? He, no. I had Nathan Cleary, Cleary who, who yeah, ranked right. the second best this week, so I had to put him in. He was only beaten by uh, Sean Johnson, which I'm sure a bunch of Panthers fans listening would not be happy that... Uh, Cleary was behind SJ uh, last week. I'll tell you the other name that you mentioned there that when I uh, when I heard, I think Timmy Williams had him in his side, I thought, fuck, he had an outstanding game. Luke Garner, God, he's going to be a good signing for Penrith next year. Yeah, I think the Panthers have picked up someone who probably neglected at the start of the season, Luke Gardner, had to come in as a makeshift centre, and boy, he's been playing well ever since. He had 131 metres, uh, 60 post-contact metres, 29 tackles and a try as well. Um, but he's having a hell of a season, and I reckon the Tigers are regretting to let him go. But, man, he's going to become a star at Penrith, I reckon. Mate, he runs some of the best lines in rugby league. He's going to be incredible over there. Mate, let's move into some of the games from the weekend and get some of your random stats. First game of the week, we had the Knights and the Broncos. Headline act, once again, is Selwyn Cobbo. He is just doing things that we've only seen a few guys do before. Uh, their names rhyme with Shamel Schmitchell and Treg Shringless. Uh, incredible to see what he's doing. Tell us about uh, Selwyn. Yeah, he's really a flyer for this Queensland Maroons gig as well on the wing. Uh, he scored seven tries in his last three games. Now he's the first Bronco since Lottie Dekiri to score multiple tries in three straight games. Um, so that's all the way back in 2001. So this kid can play. Um, and man, there are some. Uh, they, were, they were showing a try actually that Greg Inglis scored against the Roosters. I think it was very similar to how Selwyn Cobbo um, runs the ball and, and almost scored a, a great try on the weekend against the Knights. But um, mate, this kid can play. He is one of those uh, one of those two players that you mentioned. Mate, don't compare him to GI. You, you're going to upset the natives. <laughs> don't do it. I, I'll tell you what, I, I'm a little bit surprised that there hasn't been a... I, I know it's it's a lot and it's an incredible effort, but I'm a bit surprised there hasn't been a Bronco that scored multiple tries three games in a row since Lottie Takiri, like considering the wingers they've had and all the success they've had in that period. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got Scott Minto, you got Denning Kemp, um, Corey Oates, uh, some of the great wingers right there in Brisbane Broncos history, but... No, not since Sakiri back in 2001 have we seen such a, an effort from them. What a list. Minto, Kem, <laughs> Mate, the Bulldogs and the Tigers, what have you got for us in this one? The Tigers got off to a fly against the Dogs. They led 18-0 at halftime. Now, it's the third time in a row that a team has been scoreless at halftime at Leichhardt, and it's the fifth time in six games. So, if you got a game at Leichhardt, maybe put a few dollars that one of the teams will be scoreless, preferably the underdog, because that's been the case 
um, five of the last six times there. Mate, Saturday afternoon we had a bit of a snooze-off between the New Zealand Warriors the St. George Illawarra Dragons. My boy and supercoach, Reese Walsh, uh, a pretty bang average day on the boot, wasn't it? Now, this is a funny one because I went on New Zealand radio uh, just before this game talking about how Reese Walsh um, has had the best start with the boot in this, uh, to the season of any Warrior in history, kicking 27 goals in his first 30 attempts. He went on to have his second worst um, kicking game ever in his career with one from four. It's only the second time he has kicked below 50% with the other time being uh, that one from five effort against the Broncos last year. Mate, he, he goal-kicked one from five that day and he missed about three fucking field goals, Reese Walsh, but he just kept coming back for more. That, that's the day that he really won me over. Cowboys, Storm, tell us more about your fucking team. Here we go. Mate, not only the last time the Cowboys beat the Storm, they went on to win the comp, as I mentioned earlier, but they've also kept six teams scoreless in the second half in their first 11 games. So that's the exact same record as the Panthers had after their first 11 games last season um, of keeping six teams scoreless in the second half. Obviously, they kept a few more scoreless in the first half, but I thought that little stat right there is um, pretty incredible, especially coming from a side that was benchmarked as the wooden spooners this year. Why do I feel like it's not the last time I'm going to hear a uh, 2015 start? Um, I just don't. I don't know. I'm not too sure why. Why you think that at all? We're well, flying. What are you talking about? I'm really fucking confident. Okay, <laughs> Roosters and the Penny Panthers. Uh, the Chooks. I thought they played pretty well, mate. I thought they put up a really good fight. I think it just the reality is this Penrith side. They're just something else, aren't they? Yeah. If you can't score points when um when Penrith aren't, then you're, you're probably not going to have a a good game against them. I mean, they kept it nil all for a very long time then, then the floodgates sort of opened up there for the Panthers. Um, interesting take that I want to get your opinion on, Guru, but obviously JWS made a scene um, towards the end of the game pointing out Jared Sutton for always uh, either putting him on record or thin-bidding him. I went to look back at his disciplinary record against uh, Jared Sutton and uh, he has been thin bin twice and put on report um, so three separate incidents there in his last 10 games. All three of them, funnily enough, coming against the Panthers when Jared Sutton is the referee. Um, he might have gotten mistaken for his brother, Chris, who's um, actually put him on report in two of his last four games. But what do you reckon about uh, JWH's stance there, knowing uh, those stats? Do you think uh, he was in the right to call him out? No, no way. That's not the way to handle the situation, in my opinion. Um, and oh, I think he's got to he's got to let his coach do the talking after the game. You can't stand there and swear at referees, in my opinion. I, I thought it was a. I'm a big fan of Jared, but I just thought it was such a shit look for our game. And personally, if I was the ref, I would have sent him off the field. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was a good call as well. Um, I think yeah, you just got to be, you just got to hold it back. Um, I was surprised that Robbo was backing him up as well in the in the press conference after the game. Um, I thought he would keep his, keep his lips shut, but he definitely uh, had a word there to suggest that he did support JWH and um, his stance. Um, probably not the way he delivered that speech, but just for standing up, I guess, for himself, which was a pretty interesting move there for Robbo. And, mate, to be honest with you, I've got no problem with Robbo supporting his players, but that's where it should be done. It shouldn't happen out in the middle of the field in the heat of the moment like that. And, I mean... Mate, the reality is that that, that shot that Jared put, put on, um, James Fisher-Harris, I mean, five years ago, you, you probably would have got away with it because he was falling into the tackle, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, it, it's a stock standard process now. He wasn't going to get Simbin until he opened his mouth. That's the reality of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely a report. And I think JWH probably 
playing in those earlier years probably doesn't make him too uh, too used to the sort of the rule changes that have happened in the last couple of years, I guess, in the game. Yeah, mate. The Rabbitohs and the Raiders. Uh, tell us about Ricky Stewart in this one. Yeah, Ricky Stewart makes it three straight wins for the eighth time in nine seasons coaching the Raiders. Only once has he failed to achieve this feat. Um, that was back in 2018. But other than that, every other Raiders side has at least won three games in a row, and this continues today. Boy, I can't wait to see Fogarty back in the Raiders jumper. Even better that Jared Croker is also named in that lineup uh, for this weekend as well. It's going to be exciting for the Raiders. Didn't Fogarty really sneak up on us? He sort of just came from nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I actually thought he had more time in the bin, uh, in the bin, in the in the um injury locker. But yeah, here he is back in it. Sevo also up there. Um, I thought he was a couple of games away. I can't believe it's round twelve. To be honest, it still feels like it's round eight or nine for me. These this season has gone pretty quickly. Well, mate, that's what I was saying the other day, and I mentioned it earlier. Obviously, you got Isaiah Yo who is leading the Daly M's on his own. I mean. Mate, we're halfway through, you know, we're heading into round 12. That is halfway through the NRL season, and this guy's a lock forward in a team with, in my opinion, the best player in the world, uh, one of the best hookers, one of the best 5'8", strike outside backs everywhere, a monster forward back, and somehow this guy's leading the Daly M's halfway through the season as a lock. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's having one hell of a season, Isaiah Yo, and um, I think a lot of Penrith fans uh, love to see him at the top there. I thought Cleary has been pretty good the last few games, at least. I've um, just got the statistical bias. But, um, yeah, yo, you can't fold him. I don't think Penrith do as well if he's not lining up for them every week. You know what's insane? And um, Matty the Waterboy pointed out, he didn't even get a Dally M point on the weekend. Didn't he? He's didn't get a up. single Unbelievable. Oh, they went wow. Cleary, they went Appy, and then I think they went Fish. So he's leading the Dally M's in round 12, and he didn't get any points in round 11, which is just... Just phenomenal. For anyone, that's impressive. For a lock forward, uh, just uh, it's it's off the charts. It's incredible. Mate, let's move to the Titans and the Sharkies. Lockie Miller made his debut for the Cronulla Sharks, and what a debut it was. Yes, unbelievable from Lockie Miller. Um, in the wet, he managed to uh, break a little niche record that uh, I think one of your mates won't be too happy because that was the last one he was holding on to. Um, according to Fox Sports stats, the record... The, the previous record for most run meters by debutant was Denon Kemp, 256 meters against the Seagulls back in 07. Uh, Lockie Miller, according to Fox Sports stats, ran for 271 run meters, which I believe makes him uh, the new record holder of the most run meters from a debutant in uh, NRL history. Now, mate, I can't remember exactly how much it was, but I'm pretty sure that Beak reckons that they've chipped a few metres off him as well. I think he I think he legitimately said the other day that he thought it was 290 or 280 or something. I, I'm not sure exactly what it was. I'll have to ask him. He, he, he probably won't want to own up to it now, but I'm sure he said it the other day. But Lockie Miller, an incredible effort. Um, I worked with his wife a couple of years ago, and I remember watching him play Union and thinking, fuck, he's fucking good here, but... God, it's going to be a big step for him to come over um, and play in the NRL. And to be honest with you, mate, I didn't really give him much hope of making it all the way. He's obviously had a few dominoes that have had to fall his way uh, with, you know, Will Kennedy getting suspended. But when you have a look at the team that he's playing in, they also they had the option to go with Metcalf. They had the option to go with Kay Dykes, two guys that have come through that system and have done really well. For him to jump in and even get an opportunity, let alone do what he did, it's an incredible effort. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. And um, actually had 
another account, Useless Rugby League, put up a post that he is the ninth Olympian to play Australian first grade rugby league. Um, obviously, we had Semi Rudrada and Sonny Bill Williams recently. In the women's, you got Charlotte Paslik, uh, Elia Green, and um, Tom Agato as well for the Dragons of recent late, of late. Um, but yeah, very few Olympians, male Olympians at least, who have done it. Dick Thornett, the last one, who was a water polo player, um, believe it or not, um, way back when in the 60s. So uh, an incredible effort from Lockie Miller to make the change. And boy, I hope we see more of him because I'm scared he's just going to fall back like a Metcalf and have to go to another team when he's got so much um, talent to, to give. That's uh, scary, mate, because that, that Sharks team, their depth is incredible. So hopefully we do see him again. Uh, congratulations to him, an unbelievable knock. Mate, let's move to the round 12 matchups. We'll get your quick takes on each all of these games. First time we've got the Melbourne Storm coming off two losses on the trot against the turboless Manly Seagulls at Amy Park. Mate, did the Storm bounce back here or what? Mate, they've won their last five against Manly by at least 10 points or more. The interesting stat, though, is that they've lost their last two to Manly in Melbourne. Um, I don't think that really fares well for the Manly Seagulls. I think it's going to be the Storm coming back. Um, they also have only lost three in a row under Craig Bellamy uh, or more, uh, three times since he took over back in 2003, the last one being 2015, the year the Cowboys won the comp. Now, mate, oh, I, I, I'm not sure if you have the numbers in front of you, but were those losses, were a lot of them during origin? Do you know? Yeah, absolutely. The majority of those games were between uh, round 14 and I think round 19 was the latest. Wow, fuck, that's in- from 2003 till now. That is incredible. Uh, mate, let's move to the second game, 6 p.m. Friday. What a shit fight of Cowboys. a time. Cowboys. Cowboys. Are you confident? <laughs> how, how confident uh, are you? One to ten. Geez, four dollars is juicy. Fuck, oh, enough, enough to put enough to put ten bucks on yeah. them. I think Penrith do get up, but if I'm on my tips because I want to get as many tips as I want, I would put Penrith in there. They've won their last five, their last two by at least twenty over the Cowboys. So you've got to go Penrith on the tipping, but far out. If you're a betting man, I like the Cowboys at four dollars. Mate, the line's fourteen and a half. That's a steal, isn't oh, it? Fuck, surely, surely, surely oh. they get up. I think it was. I think it was only the Roosters they lost 13 plus by um, so far this season. So I reckon that's a good shout. At least the line. At least the line. Oh, that's great value. All right, let's move to the next game before you fucking jizz yourself over there. Brisbane Broncos and the Gold Coast <laughs> Titans. Uh, obviously, no Adam Reynolds in this one, but that didn't seem to worry them in the slightest last week. Um, I think there's a lot of Broncos here, especially forwards, that are probably playing for State of Origin jerseys this week and a couple of backs too, to be fair. Tony Stagg, Selwyn Cobbo, Corey Oates. So I'm expecting a big performance from the Broncos here at Suncorp. I just I can't buy into what the Titans are selling at the moment. I can't get around them. How do you see this one going? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, I mean, the Titans have had the wood over them in recent games, winning four of their last six. But I think the Broncos have dragged themselves out of that hole that they were in when they lost those games 
Um, I think they make it six in a row. Um, what a matchup. Paddy Carrigan up against Tino Fusuma Ali. And even better that Billy Slater has said they're not too sure who gets that lock spot yet for Queensland just to drive that narrative uh, home this weekend. And I'll tell you what, uh, if you have you done your betting show with um, the rub down yet this week? I've got it tomorrow. I've got it tomorrow. Ezra Mam, $3.40. Chuck him in. <laughs> done. Done. Sold. I'll say it's a celebrity bet. Oh, Nutty will hate that one. All right, let's move to Super Saturday. We've got the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Newcastle Knights. I don't know. I I can't believe the Knights are are outsiders considering the Warriors are missing their two big middle forwards. I thought Newcastle looked pretty good. I mean, $2.05 for Newcastle, I don't mind the value there. Yeah, I think it's a good shout. I do like um, the Warriors at Redcliffe, though. They're starting to make it a, a home away from home. I think they've won all their games there so far this season from memory. Um, so, yeah, and that includes wins against the Raiders and the Cowboys as well. So I think might be the, uh, the good luck charm heading back to home for the New Zealand Warriors. Mate, the South Sydney Rabbitohs off a loss take on the West Tigers off a W at Leichhardt last week. Tigers at about $3. Jacko Hastings uh, hobbled off last week with a foot injury. He's had a moon boot on the last few days. They've got a buy next week, though, so that tells me that Jacko might just push through this injury uh, and get this game done. Do the Bunnies bounce back, or do you take the Tigers with Dane Laurie and Brooksy back in the side? Watching that Rabbitohs game last week and having a punt on them as well, uh, I guess it makes you identify how lost they were out there in attack. Um, credit, full credit to the Raiders. I thought they played really well. But I think this is a game that the Tigers should mark as a win and an opportunity to win. I think that's a, it's a great upset chance for them this weekend if they can get it done. Laurie and Brooks back as well. Um, hopefully they can uh, get up for the Tigers faithful. Mate, I've seen Cam Murray named on the extended bench. They would have to be fucking mad to play him now, bring him back early from that injury before he goes into an Origin series, wouldn't they? Unbelievable. I can't believe he's been named as well. I think round 14 was his original due date, and they brought him in so quickly. I mean, desperate times for South Sydney if they need him to play, but um, they did miss him on the last couple of weeks as well. But, yeah, I don't see him playing at all. I'm sure Freddie's telling him not to do it. Oh, surely, mate. Oh, I reckon if Hastings does play this game, $3 could be an absolute steal uh, for the West Tigers there. Let's move to the late game on Saturday night. Coming to you from Points Bet Stadium, we've got the Cronulla Sharks and the Sydney Roosters. Pretty even money hit. Sharkies, $1.80. Sydney Roosters, uh, $2. Who have you got here? I'm, I'm very coin toss sort of vibes here. Yeah, I'm going Cronulla purely because they haven't lost a game at home yet this season. Yeah. Um they're the home home game specialist. They'll be feeling pretty well, pretty good after that win against Gold Coast away in Queensland. They've had a pretty shocking record uh, across the border recently. Um, so I'm going to take them home here to, to win because the Roosters, man, I still don't have a full bearing on how they're going this season. They've won some. I know that a Penrith is a tough win for any team, but uh, yeah, just not too sure how to gauge this uh, Roosters outfit just yet. Mate, Sunday afternoon, Canterbury Bulldogs taking on the Dragons. Normally, I would tip St. George, but being at Belmore Sports Ground, uh, that worries me a little bit. doesn't fill me with confidence. I don't care who you are playing Canterbury at Belmore. Uh, it's no easy feat, is it? Yeah, absolutely. And these are the games that Gus surely is getting them up for, probably taking them on a training run as well this week because they need to get a win uh, this weekend if there's any chance of 
final footy at all. Um, and this is a great chance to take down the Dragons, who I didn't think were too convert uh, too convincing on the weekend. Um, so a big opportunity now for the Bulldogs to, to get a W here. But I will tip the Dragons as a bit of a safe one. Fuck it must suck when coaches get their draw at the start of the season and you look at Canterbury and you see Belmore or you see Leichhardt at the Tigers. You must just go, fuck, why us? <laughs> literally, literally. A tough one to play against a pretty hostile crowd. Mate, the last game, 4.05, Sunday afternoon. We've got the Canberra Raiders taking the Parramatta Eels. Personally, I cannot wait for this one. I know that uh, Cowboys-Penrith is obviously game of the week and you've got Broncos and Titans, but... Mate, these two teams, I think the Canberra Raiders are going great guns at the moment. They get Fogarty back in this side and Parramatta. I mean, they might be a little bit inconsistent, but they're a damn quality, you know, really good footy side. Hopefully we get a good sunny afternoon in Canberra because I think this one could be an absolute belter of a game. Who have you got? I've got the Canberra Raiders here purely because the Eels have only picked up two wins at the nation's capital since 2001. It's an absolute horror show for them, uh, of late at GIO. So uh, I think the Ricky's Raiders could be on here and Fogarty back in the lineup. I know they lose uh, Chansey. That's a big loss for the Raiders as we've seen um, previously, but um, surely this is the chance for Savage to shine um, against a really good opposition. Um, Fogarty back in the lineup. Croker there in the centres to um, hold off the defence a bit. I think he's got Penasini, um, Penasini side this weekend. So I think the Raiders hold on here. It's going to be a famous victory in Canberra for them. Big call, big call. I love that one. Uh, mate, thank you for joining us once again here on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Where can my listeners, my followers, where can they find Random Stats Guy, mate? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, at Random Stats Guys, where you can find me. Obviously got this potty. I also do one with uh, Natty, who we mentioned earlier. Chase your losses. Three out of six, not too bad last weekend. And he was uh, a bit annoyed that the Tigers won by more than one to 12. Um, unfortunately, because he did have uh, that into Kemba Milo. But uh, we will be getting some bets up this weekend, so make sure you uh, give us a listen on Thursday. Keep your ears out. Mate, I'd give my left nut for three out of six on the weekend just quietly. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? I've been going like an absolute bustard the last few weeks. I, I think I've had one winning bet in the last two or three weeks, and it was I had a huge... Huge bit of coin on the uh, Warriors with the start against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and they got me out of jail at the real back end of the game, thank God, or that would have been dire straits for the week. Uh, mate, thank you for joining us once again. We look forward to talking to you next week if the Cowboys lose. If they win, I don't know if I can <laughs> fucking deal with you, to be honest with you. But thanks for your time again, mate. We always appreciate it. Cheers, Guru. Let's go, Cowboys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 